Greetings, listeners. C. Culbertson here, and welcome to the Colorado Review Podcast in partnership with the Center for Literary Publishing at Colorado State University. What you are about to hear is a retrospective featuring a number of interns, as well as our editor-in-chief, Stephanie Geschwind. Reflecting on the 2022 AWP conference held in Philadelphia in late March. Over the last month, while we've been thinking about finals and closing projects for the semester at Colorado Review, I got a chance to sit down with everyone to learn what AWP is all about. You'll hear reflections from our interns in order of appearance, associate editors Johnny Genova, Patrick Carey, and Hannah Barnhart. But first, a brief interview between myself and Stephanie Geschwind. Hi, folks. I am sitting down with Stephanie Geschwind, Editor-in-Chief of Colorado Review, and we're talking about AWP. So, Stephanie, what is AWP, and why is it such a big deal? AWP stands for Association of Writers and Writing Programs, and it's an organization that provides support and resources and advocacy to writers, writing programs, writers' conferences, and writers' centers. It gives out annual awards. It publishes a magazine called The Writer's Chronicle, and that magazine has all kinds of craft articles, um, creative writing scholarship, interviews with writers. And this is the thing that I think you're really asking me about is that AWP puts on an annual conference And it is a mecca for writers, and it's a place where writers can connect with each other, with magazines and presses, with editors, with agents. It's an annual conference, and it's in a different city each year, and it is just an amazing gathering, and anybody can attend. So before we started recording, you told me that you'd been with AWP for 24 years? I have been going to the AWP conference for 24 years. I started in 1999 at the Albany conference. Wow. What is your, uh, what is your sense of how things have changed since then? It has gotten so much bigger. I was trying to do a little research uh, earlier today to see how many people were at the Albany conference, and I, I can't find that. I don't know. But I think the the greatest attendance was in 2019, before the pandemic, and that was in Portland. And I think AWP had 15,000 people at the conference, and it was amazing. There are so many more magazines and presses than when I first went Um, There are a lot more online publications. I'm not even sure when I went to that 1999 conference if there were any online publications. But now that's just not even an unusual thing to see somebody with a booth or a table for an online publication. That's that's just um, par for the course. They're part of the community just as much as print publications. Um, so there, there are just so many more uh, magazines and presses in the book fair. I would say, too, that it feels more inclusive now, but that doesn't mean that there isn't still room to improve on that. 
And there are so many more panels. There just seems to be so much more to talk about. Um, and that just grows every year. I, I love so much about AWP, though. It's where editors meet other editors. And a lot of us know each other from our online listserv. But we often see each other just once a year at the conference. And it's a great way to share resources and ideas, see what everyone else is doing, how everyone else is solving this particular issue. It's where I can meet with representatives from the National Endowment for the Arts. It's where I can meet with um, the team at the Community of Literary Magazines and Presses, which is a wonderful organization uh, for lit mags and presses. And it's where I get to meet people um, who are part of um, AWP. Um, Supriya Bhatnagar, who um, is has been with AWP for so long. And it's just great to reconnect with with all these different constituents, all, all these peers, friends. I see alums from our program and um, writers that we published a long time ago. I get to meet writers that we are about to publish, um, writers we haven't published yet. Um, all around, I, it's just such a, a fabulous three days of community. That said, what is your favorite or most affecting moment at AWP? Well, I love getting to meet our writers. And sometimes I'm meeting them for the first time in person at the conference. I mean, I will have sort of met them in quotation marks over email. We might have even had a conversation on the phone. But AWP is often the place where I'm seeing them in 3D for the first time. And I love that. And a kind of amplification of that is that I love it when you guys, when the interns get to meet our writers. And I've said this to you before, see, I think I said this to you at the conference, that I know you know <laughs> that I'm not making these people up who are in the magazine. But I know that in a way, they don't feel real to you um, until you meet them in person. And when they're standing on the other side of our booth um, and showing you their name badge, and then you say, oh, I copy edited your poem, or I was the first reader of your poem in the queue. And I think that is such an amazing experience for you because it really um, completes the circuit for you. Um, when you have read submissions in our queue, you have um, advocated for them, um, you know, pushed for them to go to the genre editors, they get accepted for the magazine, you see them in um, manuscript form, you see them in proof form, and then you see them come out in the magazine, and all of that is really super satisfying. But then when you meet that poet in person and shake their hand and say, I really loved that poem, um, and the writer says, well, I really loved publishing it in Colorado Review, and it was such a great experience, I feel like um, that is such a rewarding experience for you. And that makes me really happy. That was Stephanie Geschwin. And now, on to the second half of today's episode. To start things off, I asked Johnny, Patrick, and Hannah about what most inspired them at AWP. Take a listen. 
Um, I think just being in a room full of writers of varying stages in their careers um, and, and seeing that large community and recognizing myself and all of us as a part of that community together. I think for me, it was primarily just being in a big room with a lot of writers and people who read a lot. Um, after COVID, it was just, I think, being immersed in that whole community and all the people coming up to the booth while you're we working um, for Colorado Review. Um, just a sense of how long established this um, kind of whole tradition of journals has been. Um, I was most inspired by the after parties, honestly. Um, it was really cool to go off-site, um, like away from the convention center, and go to different locations around Philadelphia um, and just be sort of in the city, um, gathered with a bunch of different writers. Um, and a lot of the events, a lot of the readings um, that were off-site and sort of after hours were put together by lit mags. Um, so they were often hosted by editors, um, managing editors at those lit mags. Um, so it was really cool to see the relationships that the editors had with the different writers um, that they had published. Next, I asked what our interns didn't expect while they were attending AWP, as well as what they learned. I wasn't expecting to appreciate the place that it was held quite so much. It was really delightful to um, be in a city that was unfamiliar um, but I also wasn't expecting to enjoy walking around the book fair and meeting different um, people, parts of journals, quite as much as I did. I think for me, one of the interesting things was that the panels I did attend, um, they kind of had structures and an outline beforehand, but what really... Um, stuck with me was how much the writers kind of push back on their own structures. So for instance, I went to one on fatherhood and grief. Um, and I remember one of the poets got up and said, I don't actually have anything to say about grief, but I'm going to read. Um, and then really there was, there was one on short fiction that I went to, and it was basically entirely about dissecting um, the norms that the kind of the outline had established. So the flexibility of the panels and just watching the writers adjust in real time was um, inspiring. I wasn't expecting to see the writing world that I'm so used to um, hearing in grad school in the MFA operate as like more of a marketplace. Um, it was really unexpected in a good way to walk around and see um, booths by different lit mags and different publishers and to think about the fact that they were looking for writers to publish. Um, and I had never thought about like where books were published before. You know, I feel like in the MFA, I'm so immersed in things like craft talks, like we're here studying craft, um, but I never really thought about the business side. So that was probably the most unexpected thing and the most um, like of a learning experience for me. For this question, I asked how it felt to interact with colleagues from other journals and contributors to Colorado Review while working our booth at AWP's book fair. Yeah, so that was definitely uh, an unexpected and delightful surprise. I 
kind of found myself in a sort of literary version of a sort of rock star groupie thing where I was surprised to meet um, people that I know from Twitter or from books that I've read. Um, and so that was that was really exciting. And then meeting some of the contributors to the Colorado Review was was also lovely to be able to put a face to a name and see the actual person. I think one of the more interesting things was um, just having people come up and, and talk about how for years they've submitted and whether or not they're accepted. Um, just the, the amount of respect for Colorado Review um, and sort of its specific goals as a journal um, was really interesting to see. And then going around uh, to other journals. I'd always heard that it's a really small world, you know, and uh, literary journals and stuff, but it really struck me how how much everyone knew each other um, and worked together. Um, and there were some newer journals there, but I think um, you could tell they were getting support from um, the more established ones too. It was really cool. I mean, um, as an intern and an editor here at um, the Colorado Review, I don't really interact with many people <laughs> except for the other interns and editors. So being at AWP and being physically present and seeing writers um, and just aspiring writers or aspiring um, contributors to our magazine was really cool. Um, and, you know, we got a range of people. Um, it was it was cool to see people come up and say things like, this is a really hard journal to get into, like I've tried for years. Um, and then other people come in and say that they've been contributors multiple times. Um, and... It was also cool to walk around the booth having my um, name tag that said Colorado Review because I would get approached or sort of called out by other um, editors at other lit mags um, who loved the Colorado Review and who wanted to talk to me. Then, given that AWP is also about panels, author chats, and readings, I asked what our interns plan to put into practice in their own writing. So one of the really great panels that I went to was about using um, various forms of restriction as a form of muse. And so I think I'm going to put that into practice in my own work. I really like the idea of um, using a, any sort of sort of ritual or restriction to sort of be an impetus for the work to come. So I think I'm going to start by just writing in very small um, sections of, you know, one or 200 words. And that particular panel um, highlighted the ways in which we can use um, constraint as a way to create more than we anticipated of being able to do. I think especially from that um, short fiction panel, we get taught a lot of things about page length and all this kind of stuff and just having people um, who have been doing this for a long time and have been su successful in it, just sort of saying um, there are places out there that will publish longer pieces. Um, so it's really just that kind of stuff, a reminder that I don't have to, and writers don't necessarily have to follow the rules, and especially having that reminder come in a pretty established um, place like AWP was pretty interesting. I mean, I think that after going to AWP, I just am inspired to be more consistent. Um, 
you know, I would like to make it a goal if AWP is something I go to every year, that every year I go back, I'm much further along in my career as a writer and that I'm not doing the same thing every single year at AWP. Um, So like next year, maybe I have a full manuscript instead of a partial manuscript, or maybe I have some booths that I've published at that I can go and visit. Um, So it's a really nice way to make tangible goals like that. For my last question, I noticed that many of our interns mentioned being exposed to a larger writing community outside of the MFA bubble. I asked them to elaborate and to talk about what that community meant to them. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, one important element of that is starting to think about life after the MFA, which I know is something AWP also you know, does help focus on, but to start thinking of myself and my peers as professional writers and not just students in an MFA program and what that might look like when we're all done was, was really um, helpful. I see AWP as being a reunion. Um, So once you graduate from an MFA, you can still go back and see alums um, every single year. This time I saw, I got to meet up with alumni who I haven't seen in two or three years. So that was really amazing. And I'm confident that I can keep doing that if I keep going back. Um, And it was also cool to see um, the networks that people had outside of MFA um, from various writing workshops or writing residencies that they had done. Um, It's just a big connection hub of all the different writing communities that are out there um, in the U.S. So, Thank you for listening. That was today's episode. Next time, just a little later this month, we'll feature a conversation between podcast host Lilia Schrafer and Colorado Review alum and former podcast editor Kylan Rice. Together, they extend today's conversation about AWP and talk about all things writing and life beyond the MFA.